0: All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Now, when you get there, if you would, stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. Let's begin reading at verse 3. Blessed, the Bible says, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, shall might be found unto the praise and honor and the glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Now, Father, add your blessing. Uh, to the reading here of the Word of God that is uh, eternal, that has been preserved for us, and Lord, that it endures to every generation, and we are thankful that we can be able to look upon it be able to handle your word in our hands, be able to, uh, Lord, uh, understand uh, the words and to know what uh, you have in store for those that love you. Now bless here in these few minutes. uh, In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Uh, You heard the, the story of the scorpion and the turtle. Uh, The scorpion, being a very poor swimmer, asked the turtle to carry him on its back across the river. Are you mad? exclaimed the turtle. You'll sting me while I'm swimming and I'll drown. My dear turtle, laughed. the scorpion. If I were to sting you, you would drown and I'd go down with you. Now, where is the logic in that? Well, you're right, cried the turtle. Hop on. The scorpion climbed aboard and halfway across the river gave the turtle a mighty sting and they both sank to the bottom. The turtle resigned and said, Do you mind if I ask you something? You said there is no logic in your stinging me. Why did you do it? It has nothing to do with logic. The drowning scorpion replied, "It's just my nature." I'm amazed by the number of folks who have abandoned common sense and logic. I'm reminded of this little story here, and uh, and the turtle of the turtle and the scorpion. Folks, uh, folks can't help it; uh, it's in their nature. Uh, is let us not forget the fact that people are going to be people and people have a nature to sin. That is why our murder rate is up, our rape is up, our drugs are up, but uh, our DUIs are up, adultery is up, pornography is up, sodomy is up, robbery is uh, is up, assault is up, gambling is up. Yes, sin is up. And... uh, I happen to believe that it is that uh, uh, we've taken down the Ten Commandments. Uh, We've stopped the Pledge of Allegiance. We quit praying in schools and uh, found uh, found ways to blame others for our criminal uh, uh, sins. Uh, Homes have been split in half. We have uh, stopped punishing the real criminals and made faithful uh, uh, church attendance a thing of the past. I believe that is because we have a bunch of political officials and judges that have no common sense or logic. But then uh, we are the ones that are voting them in. Now, this little story about the turtle and the scorpion makes you makes sense because we are killing ourselves by our nature. Of course, uh, that's what I think. You may not think that, but it is the nature of man uh, to uh, sin. On that, But I don't want to talk about that so much this morning. I want to talk about getting excited. When's the last time you got excited over in the Lord's uh, business? Uh, we talked this morning in our Sunday school uh, uh, about some things. And uh, well, we, we talked about, uh, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. And uh, we said into that, boy, God has uh, got so much uh, for us if we would only uh, dig in and get it. Uh, but uh, we want it to be uh, served. We talked about uh, why that about uh, you know, uh, why Baptists have lost their shout. Uh, uh, you, you find there are over sixty different Baptist denominations, and they've all been invaded by a serious and potential deadly disease. Uh, They have been invaded by the SBC. Now, don't get excited. I'm not talking about the Southern Baptist Convention. I am referring to the silent Baptist Convention. As Baptists, we have much to be thankful for. In fact, I believe we are closer to the Bible uh, than any other denomination or religion on the face of the earth. I don't believe. Uh, if I didn't believe that way, I would change. You know, I'd, I'd do something about it. But I think here we have a uh, uh, we have the right doctrine, a right God, a wonderful Savior, and a perfect Bible. Yet we are deadly silent when it comes to praising God for His blessings uh, toward us Baptists. Uh, I'd like to say this morning. Uh, that there are three reasons why I believe Baptists ought to uh, uh, get it, uh, shouted or get excited or shout uh, uh, or at least make a, a, a grunt uh, uh, loudly from time to time. Uh, the uh, The message it should be a challenge to every believer uh, to get excited about who we are and what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I say to you today, boy, you Peter in writing, now keep in mind, Peter is writing to these Christians that do not have the Bible in front of them like you have, or like you should have. Uh, some of you, uh, you've replaced your Bible with a, a telephone and uh, you, you're more interested in what uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Texan is saying than what God's saying into that. You lost your shout. We've lost our shout in our churches because uh, we've had to substitute uh, the electric guitars and we've had to substitute the flashing lights and the uh, rock music uh, to, take, uh, to do the shouting for us. Uh, could I say to you before that the, those things came in, Baptists used to shout before you had the electric guitars. Before that, you had the uh, flashing lights and psychedelic lights, and uh, and the dancing uh, around the uh, the microphone. Uh, God's people used to get excited and shout about things that uh, that God had given to us. What's happened to our uh, shout? And so I say to you today, uh, uh, this uh, not to get you and I uh, to have a difference about what God has done for us. We have one of the things here, you, Paul, Peter in writing here, and keep in mind that these folks uh, uh, here, uh, they had the Old Testament. They didn't have the fulfillment of the New Testament. They didn't have the complete the letter that Peter has wrote to be able to look upon like you and I. They had to listen and to be able to, to get it from somebody else that was a reading the Word of God that had been given. That we talk about the original language. They have the here. This is the even the letter that they have here is probably not the original letter from Peter. Uh, it's a copied letter. Everything that we have has been copied. There is no original. Now people say, "Well, now I believe in the originals." Well, oh, bless your heart, you've never seen one. What would you do to that? And how do you know that they even exist? There is no original. Every book in this Bible has been copied. And we believe that when God said, I will preserve my word, that uh, God has preserved it to every generation. And God has preserved this word in this old King James Bible uh, to this generation without any error in it. And it will stand through all eternity. Now, the problem is, uh, we have not uh, really searched. uh, We have not uh, been uh, looked into the depths uh, uh, of the wisdom and uh, and the knowledge of God. Uh, We've allowed, uh, we come in here on Sunday Morning, and I'll fuss at you just a little bit. Uh, a preacher has been enough studying all week trying to prepare a message. He comes in and he preaches a message, and boy, he said, "Boy, that was good." Why? Do I didn't get on my toes? It's good when he don't get on my toes, but when he gets on my toes, uh, uh, that preacher don't know what he's talking about. Uh, that, uh, but could I say to you most of the things that we we have here that uh, uh, we don't know what we're going to say either? The Holy Spirit of God gives us a a, a message sometimes to preach. And uh, I had a, another message that I had wanted to preach, but I felt God, this is what God would have me to preach. And and so what happened? You tell me, we have a God. Uh, can I get you excited to just to stop for a minute and put a, 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 everything out of your mind and just to meditate for a moment that we have a God who spoke everything into existence. We have a God that created all things. We have a God this morning that is able to do uh, far and above uh, what we even think. Who are you serving this morning? Some little peon uh, up in the White House? Are you serving some little uh, office over in, in Frankfurt? I have said to you, we have a God that is able to do great and wonderful things for us, even though we may have to go through trials and tribulations, even though we may have to endure some hardship. Can I say to you, He's still on the throne. He's still got a plan, and He's going to perform that plan. And whether you like it or whether you don't, God needs you about like a, we need a drop of water in a water bucket. God could do without you and me just as quick as he could uh, do without anything and could I say to you this morning here that uh, we have a God that is able to uh, to uh, uh meet every need that you have this morning now we have a God uh the state of the unbelievers was in Ephesians 2 uh into that they were dead in sins and, and trespasses now I'm excited today because into that uh, uh 48 years ago I became a a, a dad for the second time. 48 years ago, my second boy came into the world over at Clark County Hospital, and uh, the doctors handed him to me uh, before five minutes after he was born. I I was able to hold him. We didn't have to wait three or four weeks to get to hold the baby. Back then, uh, I was right there when he was born. I thought I was going to have to deliver him. But anyway, uh, I got excited. Uh, I wish sometimes we could get excited about some things that happen in our daily life about what God has. Did you get excited when you got saved? Did you realize that there was a day when you were lost without Christ and you were in your sins? And uh, when you came and you received Christ as your Savior, you were born again? And uh, God just uh, took you and uh, just uh, put you out here, uh, here to that as a babe in Christ and said, All right, I've got you. You're mine. You belong to me now. But did we get excited when we came up as a child of God here? We got saved. We got born again. Every dirty, rotten sin that you committed had been forgiven you. And you got washed in the blood. uh, You got cleansed. And then you find that here that uh, you don't even thank God for that. You don't thank God for being what he has been and given to you what he has given. We go on in our daily life just as if that that, uh, God owes us something. Could I say to you, God owes you nothing. When's the last time you thank God that you didn't have to take a, a bull or a ram or a, a chicken or a turtle dove or something to the, uh, to the temple and have it sacrificed? When's the last time you had said, hey, uh, I've got sin. I've got to, in order to get rid of that sin, and get it pardoned, I've got to go to the temple and, and I've got to take something with me for a, for a blood sacrifice. When's the last time you thank God that you don't have to do that? When's the last time you thank God by one sacrifice he has perfected forever? Oh, we, how we treat God sometimes. I get plumb, upset and I get aggravated and I don't care whether you like it or whether you don't. I'm too old to worry about it. I'm going to be standing in front of Jesus one day soon and, uh, and that I got to give an account to how that I uh, uh, served him and how I treated him and, and we put him on the back burner. We said, well, I believe in God. If you believed in the God of that Bible, you'd get to acting like it. If you believed in the God of that Bible, you'd find yourself in prayer more. If you believed in the God of that Bible, you'd be acting like a Christian. If you believe in the God of that Bible, what God has done for you, what God had to do for you, that He's your God, I may say to you, the benefits of the saved, uh, the, uh, you find uh, uh, the lost cannot experience what we have. It ought to be uh, that uh, nothing is more exciting. I, and, and I, I don't set to, to brag, I'm not a very spiritual man. I'm not a very good Christian. But bless God this morning, I uh, uh, I'm about to get in an argument with Sharon for letting me oversleep. Uh, here it was six o'clock more and I'm still hadn't, uh, hadn't got to dress or go to church. I just, Why are you doing? Let me sleep a half a day. Uh, it done got by. And, uh, but Hey, but getting here uh, uh, a little after eight, I passed Alan. Where's Alan at? That's there. Alan walking up the road, picked him up. Me and Alan came here, biddy done been by here and had turned the lights on up the door. And uh, that, uh, uh, and boy, to be able to come to God's house, not being in a rush. Uh, that and just to be able to come in here and sit down. And I and sang this: uh, I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme and glory. I said, and sang to the Lord. Uh, and just worshiping God without uh, uh, anything to, to to make me do it. Nobody made me come to church. I told the class this morning, how many of you came to church because you, your parents wouldn't. If you're not careful, when you come to the age of to where that you're out on your own, the first thing you'll be wanting to do is lay out a church. Amen. I'll tell you what, I get so aggravated and upset. People, kids come up to a church in their home all their life. Time to come get up now big enough to serve God, do something for God, go off to college. You don't see them anymore. Uh, they, uh, into that, uh, you find that they don't feel that they need God to, as much. They don't feel that there's a work still going on to, for the Lord. They forget that somebody had to spend sacrifice and spend time uh, to teach them what they know, if they know anything. Uh, it takes a sacrifice for a teacher uh, to teach you the Word of God. It takes sacrifice for uh, people to come faithful to church. We have a God. You're thinking about God's mercy. Uh, we, we deserved hell, but we received mercy. We had nothing to offer. I came to no price in my hand. I bring simply to the cross. I clean, begotten. You got to, born again. You got a new birth. And as I said, the, the, the excitement of, uh, of having it. Cassie, I bet you got excited when they handed you that baby, didn't you? My goodness, uh, going through all of that tribulation to get that child. I bet the same thing you know, back there with you, Andrew. What a relief it is hey, to get to hold that baby. Huh? And that's that. I bet my mommy was excited when I got born again too, and, and when I came out to, and I got to the Lord as my Savior, and I got to uh, my uh, a new nature. And my mommy had been praying for me, and been trying to get me to go to church and and into that. You think if she wasn't excited? She'd probably more excited on the second birth. Than she was on the first birth I had. Uh, the first birth I had, I was in an old uh, two story railroad house with a midwife. No hospitals around. No doctors around. And look what it, did, what it did. That's why I'm so messed up. But uh, uh, in that, uh, being, being, a, uh, being born again, you've been begotten, uh, the new birth. And if you're not here, if you've not had that, you're, you're, not, you're not saved. If you don't have the new birth, you're not on your way to heaven. If you've not had the new birth, you're still in your old sins. You've still got that old nature that is controlling you. And could I say to you, there's no hope for you to go to heaven. Except a man be born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. You, know, you listen to me, young people, this morning. Do you think you've got the life uh, by the tail? you think you've got everything going to you? you think, I can, boy, I can get on the school bus and, and uh, this little boy's got me a seat set over here for me to sit by him? Or you think i got this little girl has got me a seat set over here and I've got everything? By... Oh, let me say to you, you don't know what life's about. Ain't nothing wrong with me. maybe on on to save the seat, but hey, it ought to be, hey, Lord, is that the seat you want me to sit in? Is that the curl you want me to sit beside? Some of you are about to, you know, it's so hard of you be that day. any girl that you sit beside would be a blessing. But what uh, I'm, I'm saying is here, be careful. Uh, know the Lord. Uh, know that you've been saved. And <clears throat> not only that, but look, uh, he's uh, given you a living hope. Verse 3, what did he say? He said, uh, he has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection. Oh, can I say to you, the broken and shattered hopes of humanity, we have a living hope, uh, so-called because our Savior lives. And can I say to you this morning, he's able to deliver exactly what he promised unto that. He said, "He have we have a lively hope uh, uh, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ." Oh, my soul! I tell you that uh, who uh, triumphed over death and is alive. Uh, that I was thinking this morning, but years back before I was ever saved and forever went with the church. But we would go down the road and a little uh, church of God over on the on, on uh, the old dirt road there. And boy, you could hear them singing in there. They didn't have a piano player. They didn't have any guitars. This is down in the 50s. But they had some loud mouth people in there that glorifying God. Uh, they was singing to the top of their voice. You could hear them from the, uh, from the road. And we would, as we were walking by, we would look. What's going on in there? On that, It ought to be like here. It ought to be when you sing, you're singing to try to, to get the, uh, everybody in the neighborhood to hear you. It ought to be that, hey, I want, the, I want the people to hear about my Savior. I want to sing. I love to tell the story. And that I want to sing that uh, he's, uh, he's the one that died and was buried and rose for me. And why into that? Boy, I tell you all, because God loved us in John three sixteen, and that uh, no wonder Peter got the blessing of the Lord. Into that, for God so loved the world. Do you know God this morning, folks? I mean, do you have you... Could you imagine the, the woman at the well? Do you ever go back and look at her in John 4? How excited she got when he began to, uh, to witness to her and told her about the, the, uh, the everlasting water, the living water? You know, what did she do? Did she say, oh, uh, are you, well, I, yeah, I'm saved. Well, are you doing that? Well, I'm thinking about it. Well, uh, what? no, she got excited. She got a hollering, and bless God, hallelujah uh, that, uh, and headed out to town to tell the others about it. <clears throat> you say, preacher, you want me to be a nut?" That's what people would think of us if we started uh, getting excited, wouldn't they? Well, as long as you're screwed onto the right boat, go right ahead, right. be a nut see, on that. It ought to be that there ought to be some emotions. That it be displayed if you've been saved and born again. There ought to be some indication that there's some life in you that you have a, a been been saved. And so, could I say to you that uh, here that uh, you take uh, uh, the uh, the lady? Boy, oh, I tell you, uh, she uh, uh, remember over in Mark I think that five where the guy the blind fellow couldn't see and. Uh, he said, "Boy, once I was blind, but now I see." Hey, listen! I could say that as a child of God, this one we ought to have a gold. Now we that we, we got a gold here that uh, uh, for uh, first Sunday in March a gold for Sunday school. But here today we ought to have gold into that living for heaven. Uh, it just uh, that uh, I, I, uh, I know. Look at verse four. Uh, he said, "To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled." And that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for us, an inheritance. Now, Could I say to you, Mike, singing a song? He said, talked about once, said that that uh, he goes out like he come in, no, without any. He came in with no silver and gold. He going out with no silver and gold. I, I, I like that. I, 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 like, I don't want nobody to think, hey, boy, what, the, wonder what the he left behind. Uh, hopefully that you say, well, he left maybe a testimony that he loved God. Uh, not going to get any uh, a lot of uh, uh, of uh, uh, donations from my will uh, on that. Uh, it, it, nothing there to give. But it's, it keep, it's uh, <clears throat> uh, you find that we have a gold and uh, what's ahead an inheritance uh, on that. Uh, and as children of the King, we share in Christ's inheritance. Uh, Romans eight. He said, for the scripture saith, Pharaoh, even for this uh, same purpose, uh, have uh, I raised up that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he has. Now that uh, is not really the verse I, I think that I will want. Uh, no. Uh, chapter 8. Uh For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. I could say to you this morning here uh, that uh, we have, uh, uh, as children, we share in Christ's inheritance. And i Uh, Not really uh, see in uh, that uh, verse 17. Heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be, now that we suffer, that we may be glorified together. Keep in mind, you have an inheritance. Uh, We have a gold into that. The home is reserved, and uh, you find it's kept under lock and key. God keeps uh, an eye on it for us. I believe it's in good hands. I, I believe uh, uh, that uh, you don't have to worry that, uh, uh, that my home is going to be uh, sold out from under me when I get to heaven. I believe, he said, that my father's house are many mansions, if it were not so. I believe that God has gone to prepare a place for us. I believe I've got a home in glory. Uh, no wonder that Peter got to, to uh, blessing the Lord and feel like shouting, see, uh, that, hey, what about my home? And boy, I'll tell you what, you go to the homes today and, and uh, they can't wait to have a, a, a little better upgrade. They can't wait to have a, something that God has promised for us. I don't have much down here, but boy, one day, one day I'll have it all up there. It'll be worth it. All of the things, all of that you go through, all of you, what you think is a sacrifice. But could I say to you, the things that we call a sacrifice uh, today is not really that much of a sacrifice if you stop and look at it. God has prepared and has done all the suffering for us. And could I say to you, lastly, that we, in verse 5, we have a guarantee. He said, who are kept by the power of God into that? Could I say to you this morning that no Christian ought to ever have to worry about getting getting into heaven? You're as sure for heaven if you are already there. And here's why. One, we are kept. We are guarded. Uh, the the secret service uh, and their devotion to the president, if you see that. But our Savior and his devotion to the sheep in John 10, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Uh, uh, he said, that, thank God he keeps us. We cannot keep ourselves. Uh, you go uh, to John 17 and Jesus said, let the Lord, uh, that, uh, let them in me, I mean you and you in me, let them be in us that we all be together. Uh, that uh, by God's power, uh, that uh, power into that uh, you find is uh, is just like dynamite. Uh, we are kept by the power, dynamus uh, power that is explosive. It's uh, uh, it's able to uh, to do the job. Uh, to lose one Christian would tent heaven and rob God of His glory. I thank God for eternal security. I thank God that I don't have to worry about. I'm going to. I lose it or not. I came by the Catholic Church today, and uh, the folks are going in, and I, th- I had to st- just to thank God. I'm glad I don't have to go to confess to a priest this morning. Just, just like me. I'm glad I don't have to go and uh, drink of the wine and eat of the bread to uh, to keep my salvation continuing. I thank God this morning that He did it all. All to Him I owe. And can I say to you this morning, I don't have to work for my salvation. I don't have to work to keep my salvation. God has provided unto me. God has kept it for me. And into that, uh, I am kept by His power. And bless God, you ought to get excited to know that in your strength, you cannot keep it. But in His power, He can keep it for us. Into that, through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. That, not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Nothing we did. It was all of God's grace unto salvation. Now, could I say to you, I hope this morning that you're in agreement with me. Saved, uh, I'm in no danger of losing my salvation. Uh, A lot to be thankful for. Uh, Hopefully that you have experienced personally salvation. Salvation. If so, you have a right to be excited for Jesus Christ. Thank Him this morning. If you're not saved, why don't you receive Him? Why don't you just make it right with God? And why don't you just say, Lord, I want what the preacher has been talking about. I want to be able to know that I have a Savior that is able to save to the uttermost, those that come to Him. And could I say to you this morning, if you're saved and you're a child of God and and you're declaring to be a Christian, and you're living like the devil, shame on you. You ought to get right with God. You ought to get out of that back condition, and you ought to say, hey, Lord, here am I, as old uh, uh, Isaiah Volk said, send me, I'll go. It ought to be that, hey, I want to do something for God. I want to be able in the days that I have left, you may not have another Sunday to come here. You may not have another Wednesday to come here. You may not have another opportunity to knock on the door. Why don't you do it today? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the accepted time. Let's be mindful of that. God, Our time is limited and God has a plan for us and God has a desire for us to serve Him and to live for Him and enjoy the fruits of our labors. And You get down to my age, you can enjoy some things, folks. It's not all bad. Can I say to you that money couldn't buy what I have experienced and rejoiced in just this week? And uh, that, and so as I say to you today, if you're not saved, get saved. If you are saved, get right with God. And if you uh, are right with God, then get excited and get the shot. Never will forget. We used to have a lot of shouting going on here. Some of you don't remember it. <coughs> but the uh, old black preacher, Brother Taylor, come. Man, he he could he could chalk. And that that and that uh, we try to get a uh, amen corner set up. I can't even get an amen corner set up. Everybody's too busy to uh, to say amen. see. And uh, maybe if the preaching got good enough, somebody would say amen. But anyway, uh, we're grateful for you coming this morning. If you're not saved, you you ought to get saved. And we'll have an invitation song. If God is speaking to you, do what God would have you do. Let's stand, please.